You're listening to the Oh Happy Day podcast, where we have conversations about faith in the wedding industry. I'm Allie McCroskey, a wedding photographer and your host. If you're in need of a little encouragement or want to learn about how faith impacts your work in the wedding world, you're in the right place. Hi, friends. Today's guest is Taylor Becker, a hair and makeup artist here in Charleston, South Carolina. I have actually had the pleasure of working with Taylor at a wedding, and she is delightful. I really just have to say that. Um, I've been following her on social media for a while, and we're going to talk a little bit about that at the end of the episode. Uh, And I'm so happy to have her with us today. Welcome, Taylor. Hi, Allie. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Well, for those that don't know you, can you just share a little bit about kind of your background, your family, and how long you've been a hair and makeup artist? Yeah, so my name is Tay Becker. I have two crazy little boys. They're ages two and three, um, almost four. And my husband and I moved to Charleston with them about eight years ago. But before that, we lived in Chicago. So Um, We grew up and we met there. I come from um, a conservative family. My dad is a Chicago police officer. Um, Actually, he was. He just retired on Saturday. So that kind of shaped a lot of my upbringing. And then uh, we chose Charleston as home because of how gorgeous that the weather was. Yeah. As soon as I was here, I started doing um, wedding hair and makeup when I realized like how big of a wedding scene that there was here. Yeah. Charleston definitely has a little bit better weather than Chicago for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I was shocked. Um, Wedding hair in Chicago is totally different. And the whole wedding scene is, it's just, it seems a little bit more relaxed, not as fast paced. So it's a place to be if you're in Charleston. Yeah. So how did you originally get into doing hair and makeup as a career? Was it always something that you were interested in? So no. Uh, (laughs) um, I actually was in nursing school my first two years of college. I have a twin brother and he is very, very intelligent and he was going to school to go to medical school and I was going to nursing school and I was like, this is the path. And I was just venting to him about how I didn't like the path that I was on, how it just didn't feel like something I could see myself doing long-term. And he looked at me and he was like, Tay, you need to go to beauty school. I was already in his fraternity house. I was cutting everybody's hair, five bucks a pop. I was coloring my girlfriend's hair. It was just something that I was naturally good at. And when he suggested that, I I took it to heart. And he actually booked me a tour at the beauty school in the same time we were going to college. And as soon as I took that tour, I signed up. Wow, that's awesome. You know, I'm always so impressed by people that are good at hair and makeup because I am not. And every time I shoot a wedding, you know, during the getting ready portion, I'm always kind of like eyeing the hair and makeup people's like beauty products and stuff like, oh, what should I be using? Do I have anything that they have? Am I am I on the right track? Because <laughs> a lot of us, that is uh, not our gifting for sure. That's how we feel about photographers because <laughs> you, I could not get a shot to save my life if you handed me that camera. So we feel the same way about you. Yeah. Well, kind of while we're on that topic, do you have like any favorite beauty or like hair products that are like your ride or die, absolutely must have things? So if you asked me this question like two years ago when I was still working in the salon, I would have been like, yes, Redken all the way. I love their products and I still really love them. But now that I've ventured outside of the salon space, I have found so many like smaller brands and so many other things that I think work great that are cheaper too. Yeah. There's this one hair oil. It's a, called a coconut hair mask. The brand is OGX. 
and okay. it is so good. And it's drugstore. It's like four bucks. It's the best. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Mm-hmm. All right. And what does that do for your hair? It's super nourishing. It helps it grow. It helps protect against heat, all that kind of good stuff. Um, okay. We're similar professional products. You might be like 40 bucks. Okay. Good to know. All right. Tay's $4 tip right there. <laughs> all right. I like it. Well, as a hair and makeup artist in the wedding industry, what would you say is your favorite part of your job? I just think it is so incredible that we get to be part of someone's big day and that they would look back on it and that we got to be a part of it. And most of the time, those days are so joyful and they're so exciting. And it just, I feel really honored that I get chosen to be there for such a huge day in these people's lives. It's just, it feels really special. Yeah. I think a lot of times people, you know, when they find out what I do, they're like, oh, weddings are so stressful. I'm like, actually, it's a lot of fun. Everybody's happy. I eat a lot of cake. (laughs) Like we're here to have a good time. So yeah, it's definitely a fun industry to be in. Yeah. I think sometimes people confuse like fast paced with stressful, but I like fast. Very true. So it feels good to be in that atmosphere. Yeah. Same. Now kind of on the flip side, what do you think the most challenging part of your job is? Hmm. That's a great question. I think sometimes even if you're having a bad day or a bad morning for whatever reason, you need to leave everything at home and come and you need to be like super positive and joyful because it is that person's like special day and you do want to make it perfect. And it's easy to put this pressure on yourself to be so perfect because it is their day. I mean, my job, like they're t- they have hired photographers and videographers and this whole team and they want to be, they want to look the way that they want to look. And so there's a lot of pressure on my end to make sure that they look the way that they want to when they look in the mirror, see their pictures back. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, it's always interesting when I arrive to like a getting ready room because the hair and makeup team really helps kind of set the vibe for the whole morning, you know, whether they're positive and fun or whether you can tell like, they are not having a good day. Like you really can kind of pick up on it and how they're interacting with the bride and the bridesmaids. So yeah, I mean, y'all really do have a big impact kind of on how the day begins for a lot of those girls. Yeah, it's interesting because I've had to be, I've had to make some good choices on who I want to work with for wedding days. And there are bridal hair and makeup teams that I've worked with that don't have this positive energy that I'm like, that's not for me. I need somebody that's going to show up and be like super upbeat and excited and feel that honor that I feel in being there. I agree. So is there anything that you wish brides knew before they hired a hair and makeup artist? Gosh, <laughs> this is a tough one because it's a little bit of like a harsh truth, but it's like, I can only work with what I've got. Yeah. And in the Kim Kardashian world that we're in right now, I see Kim Kardashian Pinterest pictures every single time I go to do a bridal party. And often I'll have to say, okay, let's reel it in a little bit here. She's got, you know, 15 extension wefts on her head. And this team took eight hours to do this hair. We've got 45 minutes and no extensions. Like we're going to do our best. And so it's just managing expectations, but still making them feel beautiful is, yeah, that's the tricky part there. I feel like that's kind of across the board in the wedding industry too. Sometimes people will show me a picture and I'm like, well, you're not getting married on a mountaintop. So I can't actually make this photo happen because you're getting married at the beach. Yeah. These are, you know, they're not the same. (laughs) Yeah. You're thinking like, is the fog going to be a paid actor? How am I going to get the rolling hills in the background of the beach? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. So yes, managing expectations is, uh, is definitely a challenge. 
Well, one thing that I'm always really interested to talk to hair and makeup artists about that I kind of also experience as a photographer, you know, insecurity is an issue that all women and some men, but mostly we're talking about women here, they really, really struggle with. And it really even will pop up on a wedding day. I have seen brides or bridesmaids sit down in a hair and makeup chair and immediately apologize for something about their appearance. Oh, I'm sorry, my nose is so big, you're really going to have to do this. Or, oh, I'm sorry, you know, my eyes are really squinty or, you know, whatever it is, you know, they immediately start sort of word vomiting these negative things about themselves to the hair and makeup person like, hey, this is what I'm worried about, please fix it. As believers, how can we love on our clients, whether that's through hair and makeup or through photography, how can we love on them? And how can we help them with those kind of appearance insecurities that they have? Is that something that you see when you're working with people? This is something that is so prevalent. Almost every single woman that sits down in my chair immediately starts apologizing or doesn't like something or wants to change something. And so I have actually gotten in the habit now of picking out qualities that I like. So for example, if there's one bridesmaid that has naturally curly hair, that's different than the rest. A lot of times she'll sit down in my chair and she'll immediately say, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry about my hair. So before like when I go to grab her for her service, I will actually put my hand on her arm and I'll say, Oh my gosh, I love your natural curls. Please tell me that we're going to enhance them today. So we can see how beautiful that you are. Something along those lines. It's sad, but actually I feel like my worst perpetrators of this I don't want to say that because it's not their fault, but the people that I see doing this the most or hear doing this the most is often like the mother of the bride or the mother of the groom. And so it's something that I feel like as a team, we all kind of work together. We'll lock eyes with each other, especially if there's someone that seems to be continually having these negative thoughts and this negative talk. And we'll, as a team, you kind of work together to hype her up and say, oh my gosh, you look so beautiful and so proud today. Or We'll even try to focus on things that aren't um, the way that they look. Like, oh my gosh, you look so happy today. We're so excited for you. And then, you know, try to start their service that way. Yeah. Why do you think it's such an issue now with all women? I feel like, is that because of social media? Why do you think that we've seen such an increase in that, you know, the past couple of years? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that comparison is such a thief. And right now, everything is comparison. You know, yeah. it starts it starts even back with the dating apps when you're swiping left and right. You're you're comparing side by side, then you're on Pinterest and there's fifty pictures side by side, so your eye is comparing everything that you see. So it's so simple to stand in the mirror and do that to ourselves. Yeah. I've had to have a few conversations with clients just about what ethically I feel comfortable doing in Photoshop. <laughs> Cause a lot of people particularly the moms, but sometimes the brides, you know, will come to me either during the wedding day or sometimes even after the wedding and say, hey, can you like, you know, make me 20 pounds skinnier? Can you do this? Can you do this? And, you know, there's a big difference in if you have like a zit or something, of course, I'm going to Photoshop that out. You know, everyone has little movements or things that are not the most flattering that I can make small adjustments to. But am I going to ever dramatically change someone's appearance Absolutely not. Now, technically, am I capable of doing that? Yes. But should we be doing that? No. And I've had to have conversations with women and say, hey, like the person you're marrying wants you to look like you in your photos. 
they are marrying you how your appearance and body is today. They love how you look today. They love how your body is today. They love the weight that you are today because they are marrying you today. And they do not want you to look 20 pounds skinnier in your wedding photos because that is not the reality of what it is on your wedding day. And you know, I was talking to another photographer and it kind of makes you feel gross even doing some some of those things when people go back and they're like, hey, can you fix this? Can you change this? And I don't know. It, it definitely is a struggle, I think, on the photography end too. I am so thankful that you brought that up because we were just saying how, you know, social media is creating this comparison, but there's also the aspect of filters to deal with. Yeah. And if you have somebody that's in your chair or behind your lens who's used to seeing themselves with a filter on, they're never going to look the same in the mirror. And that doesn't mean the filter is better, but it's different. So when yeah. they're seeing themselves in a, in a photo without a filter, it can be jarring. So I actually completely stopped using filters on TikTok, Instagram. Gosh, I can't remember if it's two years now, maybe a year and a half. But I was like, okay, I'm going to make this commitment that even if it's like a fun or funky one that we're doing, there's going to be no filters on my content because it's not for my audience. It was for me because I was looking at yeah. myself in the mirror and not liking the way that I look. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, and I think when you're talking about comparison too, the things that people see on Pinterest and social media, they have been photoshopped. Mm -hmm. That is not real. Mm -hmm. Their skin has been fixed. Their hair has been fixed. Sometimes their bodies have been fixed. So it's just a good reminder, like, hey, the images that you see, that's actually not reality. Like Kim Kardashian doesn't even look like that yep. herself in real life. Gosh, absolutely. It's definitely a struggle. So kind of jumping topics a little bit. One thing that you and I kind of connected with was that we were both believers. How do you feel like being a Christian changes the way that you do your job as a hair and makeup artist or as a business owner? Yeah, truthfully, I don't really think about being in business or working as a Christian. I've been a Christian since I was seven years old. It is a part of my everyday life now. So I'm not a new believer. So really it comes like secondhand to me. But when it comes to my job, I feel like it does cause me to to carefully like choose the company that I keep, who I want to work with, who like I'm working with that's hiring me out. So those aspects I think are definitely different being a Christian, but otherwise, you know, I'm on my way to work. I'm praying over my brides, I'm praying over my bridesmaids. Every time I'm on the Ravenel, I'm praying over your wedding. You know, whether or not the bride knows it when she gets there, they have been prayed for the night before on the way there. And that's just second nature to me. I don't even, I don't drive to work with music on, music is down and I'm praying over my day. My biggest prayer that I do is, Lord, please just bless my hands to help these women feel beautiful today. Whatever I can do, let me use the gifts that you've given me, the strength that you've given me to be a light on today. And if there's drama to help me be that positive light and cut through it. Cause that's usually what the day needs. Yeah, oh, I love that. We kind of talked a little bit about social media kind of along and along, but I feel like social media is kind of an area where, you know, even Christians in the wedding industry kind of struggle sometimes. What we should post or not post, what we should share or not share. You're kind of like a social media savvy person. How do you feel like we should be using our social media for good as believers? Yeah. So in addition to being a bridal hair and makeup artist, I also am, um, I do make, create hair content on TikTok and on Instagram. My TikTok now, I have about a quarter million followers, a little bit more. 
And this question has been on my mind so much because I don't want to negate this platform that I've been given because oftentimes I feel like we don't get to share the word of God as like widely as we want to. So I took this question to my pastor and I was like, listen, I want to be using this platform for God and for good, but I have this fear of being canceled. And I know that that's silly because as Christians, like we're going to be questioned and it's okay. That's okay. But you know, this is my source of income. So I get scared to share beliefs that other people might not like. And my pastor's response was, instead of going to your platform and saying, today I'm going to share by Jesus, you're going to share little snippets of your day. You're going to share when you go to church. You're going to share when you go to your Bible study. You're going to talk about who you pray for that day. And so I, it made it a lot easier for me to realize, like, I don't have to go on and make a minute and a half TikTok just sharing Jesus. It's that every single day I'm, I'm incorporating little bits of my faith. And that's going to reach more people. And if someone's not a believer and they're watching, it's not going to be overwhelming to them. They're just going to see, oh my gosh, she's happy and she's Christian. We're not mean, grouchy people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like since I've been doing the podcast, that definitely has been something that has been interesting to talk to people about as far as what's appropriate and what's not appropriate and what is causing the fear and anxiety that a lot of believers have about sharing their faith on social media, even if it is, you know, little tidbits here and there. And I was talking to somebody a couple months ago, and they just kind of were like, you know, I got to the point where I realized, was I concerned about obeying God or obeying other people? And, you know, that's a huge part of our life that we were, or excuse me, I should say I, that's a huge part of my life a few years ago that I was really keeping separate from social Mm -hmm. media. And it wasn't being honest. And honestly, I think a lot of that was out of fear. Similar to you, I was afraid of being canceled. I was afraid of not getting hired, you know, because I don't shoot specifically Christian weddings. I shoot a lot of different types of weddings of different religious backgrounds. And so it's like, oh, are those people not going to hire me anymore because they see that I, you know, have Jesus in my Instagram profile or whatever it is. But I don't know. It's been encouraging talking to other believers who are more open about it because ultimately we're choosing to trust God with our businesses. Mm -hmm. You know, like, hey, I'm going to be honest about the good news of Jesus. And I'm going to trust that when I'm doing that, that God is going to take care of me and my business and our income and whatever else, and not be so afraid that it's all up to us. If I don't have the perfect social media curation, or if I don't post every day or whatever, then I'm not going to get these jobs. I had to take, I took a break from social media in July um, this summer because I just felt, I started, I was starting to have kind of a gross relationship with social media. I felt a lot of pressure to post. I felt unsure about how much I should or shouldn't share my faith. And I was like, you know what? I just got to take a break from this and I'm going to trust that my business will still be there when I get back. (laughs) Yeah, I can totally see that. There's actually moments that I saw my husband and I'm like, man, I wish I could delete my Facebook. And he's like, well, Taylor, that's your job. <laughs> Actually, you can't do that, but you could take take the weekend, you know? <laughs> what do you feel like, you know, kind of at this point in the year, what do you feel like you're really kind of learning right now spiritually? Is there anything that God's kind of teaching you right now? Uh, so I learned a prayer at the beginning of the summer that has been my prayer for this season. And I've been using it for my business as well. And because um, like you said, you know, we're going into this and we're saying, okay, God, we're going to, 
we're going to trust in you that you're going to take care of my business. So the prayer is open hands because you want to let things flow. You're going to say, God, I don't want anything that you don't want for me, but I want everything that you have planned for me. And that prayer has changed my outlook this season because it's a scary prayer because you're saying everything that you have planned for me, I want it, even if that's not something that's on my list for my career or for my future. But whatever that you don't want, I don't want to see it. So if it comes to um, you know a brand deal that comes in and I'm thinking, I don't, I don't know if this is right for me. I say that prayer. I think on it. Okay, I know. Is this something that I'm going to pursue or something that I'm not? And so it's been easier for me to make decisions that way. And so I've been saying that prayer before I accept a bride, before I accept a brand deal, anything like that. That's that's my prayer beforehand. It's been it's been really good learning to like to listen to that prayer and to try to discern what's been meant for my business and what's not. Yeah. Now, when you feel like the Holy Spirit is telling you, no, don't take the deal, you know, brand deal, don't take the bride. Is that hard? It's so hard. And honestly, I have jealousy. I started on TikTok three years ago. I've been doing brides now in Charleston for seven years. And I might see content creators that are booming faster. I might see bridal companies that are booming faster, but they might not have the same heart that I have. And so their business is going in different directions. It might be taking them different directions. My two little boys, I prayed for, you know, I, we struggled getting pregnant with our first and I prayed for him so hard. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be jealous of this person that wasn't blessed in the way that I was, that their business is taking off, that they, they have all these weekends to work. Like, no, like I got to put the jealousy aside and say like, that's okay. It's so funny that you say that. So I haven't even talked to very many people about this. So this past weekend, I had a family funeral to go to. Mm-hmm. And back up maybe about a year ago, I was on the phone with a potential bride. Her wedding was this past weekend. And we connected. She was like my ideal client, like checked all the boxes. You know, we kind of had some like mutual connections, really fun, great. And I chatted with them and had a great consultation phone call. And I got off the phone and I was like, I just feel like I am not supposed to do their wedding. And that did not make sense to me at all. I'm, and I just prayed about it. And finally, I just emailed her and I was like, hey, like, you're great. I really loved our phone call. Like, I'm actually, it's Labor Day weekend. I'm just going to, you know, block that weekend off, you know, spend time with my family. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to be better about setting boundaries. And that's kind of what I thought it was like, oh, maybe, maybe I just need to block that weekend off to like spend time with my family. Like you're saying, well, come to find out a year later, I actually had a funeral to go to that weekend. And if I would have had that wedding, then, you know, I would have been juggling either finding a replacement or, or whatever else. And so, I realized that this weekend when I saw her posting pictures from her wedding on social media and I was like, Lord, you totally protected me from really every wedding vendor's nightmare, like having to call a bride and be like, hey, I I can't come or I got to reschedule or find a replacement. And if I hadn't listened to sort of that prompting from the Holy Spirit, then I would have been in a really bad place. So it was such a good example to, to me to be like, oh, when I actually listen in prayer and obedient to what God is like prompting me to do, it does actually work out for the best, even though it's hard in the moment. The whole time you were saying that, I just had goosebumps. Because it's so true. It's so hard to tune ourselves to listen to that, though, when there's so much other noise. And this is our job. So we want that financial security of knowing like, oh, I've I've got these fully booked weekends. But when God's saying no, you you have that, that gut feeling. 
Yeah, that's crazy. Well, we kind of talked about social media and I have to say, we talked about this before we started recording, but I have loved following you on social media and I feel like I'm learning how to do my hair a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) But for those of you that are not following, can you share where to find you on social media? Yeah, so all my social media all has the same username. It's Tay Becker Beauty. Um, My main platforms are gonna be TikTok and Instagram. Perfect. Well, is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you wanna share? I don't think so. You know, I just feel, I feel blessed to be in this industry and it doesn't scare me to be a Christian in this industry. I feel like it's something, you contacting me and saying, hey, we actually have this group of Christian wedding vendors. It it was awesome because it made me feel like I wasn't alone and like I had a little bit more um, ability to share my faith. So thank you for that. Yeah. Well, we have uh, loved connecting with you and hopefully I get to work with you again soon. (laughs) Thank you. All right, girl. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to our conversation today, friends. If you'd like to connect, you can find us on Instagram at ohappydaypodcast or online at ohappydaypodcast.com. If you are a fellow Christian wedding vendor, join our Facebook group. Click on the link in the show notes or visit Work and Faith in the Wedding Industry on Facebook. If you were encouraged by what you heard today, it would mean the world for you to leave a rating or review. This helps other vendors find the podcast so we can reach as many wedding friends as possible. Until next time, have a happy day, friends.